This is I'll Add It to the List with Brian and Cynthia Zalkowski, a podcast in which we go over our opinions of music, media, and everything in between. Are you ready, Cynthia? Are you ready, Brian? I'm ready. Because you know why? Bean's ready. Yeah, she is. Come on, baby. (laughs) So welcome to episode two of I'll Add It to the List. A podcast in which we talk about music, media, and everything in between. And you don't have to say that because the intro is going to already do Yeah, (laughs) that's why I was like, why do I have to say that? I feel really redundant. I didn't tell you you had to say that. (laughs) You just kept giving me that silly uh, glazed eye look. Bean, do you I always have, have that silly glazed eye look. You gonna say something, Bean? Oh. Oh. Nope. Time to lay down. And here, mommy, chit chat. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, Cynthia got to pick an album for me to listen to, and we're gonna go over. What are we gonna go over, Cynthia? Fleet Fox's album "Cracked Up." Ah. Yes. <laughs> so when we do these albums, we do basically a recommendation from either of us or down the road, we're going to do recommendations from other people and we're going to have a chats with them about that album as well, like we're doing now. And for each album, we're basically listening to around three times or more, depending on how much time we have in the album. And this one, I got to listen to three times. Yeah. And... and Fleet Foxes Crack Up, which is the third album from the Seattle band, which was released June 16th, 2017. So just a couple years ago. That's okay, though. That's okay, though. (laughs) And it was released on None Such Records. Anything you want to get into with the album? Sure. What what about Fleet Foxes in general? um, Because I've listen to them but i haven't listened listened to them i know a bunch of songs off the first two albums albums <laughs> albums um so yeah flea foxes was one of the first bands that i was told cynthia you'll love them listen to them and i kept adding to list and i really wasn't feeling it until um like my late 20s um I don't know. They make me think of New Hampshire in the fall because the mountains and they all sing in harmony. And I love that. I love harmony. It makes the melody line way better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so describe the band. Like what is the band? Is it like a, it's an indie band, right? Like yeah. A folk it's an indie, indie band. band. Kind of folk. Um, they sing in harmony through most of their songs and they have like um, some mainstream more like the four part they kind of have like a country feel to them but it's not kind of really. chambery too yeah it's like chamber pop folk yeah psychedelic here and there progressive in areas um yeah but i picked this album compared to the other ones the other ones have such good songs and you can definitely feel how they've changed and develop over time from this like kind of mountain goats Decemberist feel to something more like this album felt orchestrated because um, they have strings in it, they have oboe in it, they have all kinds of horns. It just feels more like a journey you're going through rather than a bunch of different songs. Yeah, 
and that's one thing I noticed with listening to it um, from start to finish was my first listen. I really didn't like it too much because <laughs> it's a start to finish album. And unless there's, there was a couple little spots that kind of jumped out at me, which normally with, with an album like this, there has to be something to catch me back in to pull me back to listen to it. So luckily we are doing the three listens. So on my second listen with the whole start to finish more of a concepty kind of album yeah definitely um, it worked better the second time because i i remembered certain parts of it that i were was a little bit excited for and then the second listen was actually where it went from me forcing myself through it to enjoying parts of it <laughs> yay and then i'm glad <laughs> third listen just kind of reinstated parts of it that i enjoyed Good, good. Yeah, I didn't want to pick like beach houses, even though I love them. Uh, and as much as I make fun of beach house, I really don't listen to beach house much. No, you don't. It's more of a <laughs> making fun of Cynthia because I got to find things to make fun of her because she picks on me more than she needs to. Uh, no, I don't. It's funny. Ha ha ha. So, um, I like. Um, I like this album because it had the orchestra feel. So it felt kind of like um, a classical piece as well with all the orchestration. And you're going on this journey with them. And there's a lot of different movements in the song. There so are. So like, there's a couple songs with either like two movements or three movements mm -hmm. that kind of weave in and out. And that's also too where my first listen was a bit confusing because I had to keep checking. Right the track listing to make sure I was on the right song because I knew that there was movements, right. but when you're kind of working and listening and then you're like, Oh, well, it's kind of changing. Let me just make sure this is the same song. And <laughs> right. then you're like, okay, cool. It's the same song. So this is the second part of that movement or this is the second movement of right. that song. And then it changes to another song and you're like, well, that's the third movement and you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good way of putting it movements rather than verse, chorus, verse, like mm -hmm. we're, you know, generally used to, but they do stick to that to a certain degree, but they have, you know, like you, you said movements or phases that they have in their songs. Yeah. So the reason why not only do they have like a real musicality to it, like a kind of a classical orchestral journey that you're going through, but there's a lot of like heavy themes throughout this album that I really identified with, especially in like the last um, couple years. There's, I mean, so, you know, you know, you never want to talk about things or negative things, <laughs> especially nowadays, because everybody's struggling, you know. That's true. Um, but I listened to this album a lot. I was two years ago. I was going through beauty school and working, and I never saw Brian ever. <laughs> um, and I went through that to kind of get through some some heavier things that had gone in my life. Beauty school is also a, like a dream I had for a long time. So it was really nice to go and accomplish those dreams, but it also kind of gave me time to like sit and reflect on things that I had gone through um, with like miscarriage and loss. Um, you just kind of lose your point in time. And there's uh, one of my favorite songs, If You Need to Keep Time on Me, which I really felt like that was Brian talking to me because sometimes I you just, I'm driving, I'm listening to this and I'm just feeling so lonely or so lost. And, um, like, it just seems like everything is going good, going good. And then it just all falls apart. 
and the lyrics are how could it all fall in one day we too sure of the sun if you need to keep time on me and those lines were just so comforting to me um i would listen to that almost every day <laughs> when i was driving we had just lost our second child um at eight weeks our snowflake baby yeah. um and i would just play that song over and over to to help me kind of get through that loss um because it really gave lyrics to how I was feeling or how I, I what I needed to hear from Brian. <laughs> yeah, and it's a rough time of year too, just in general as well, like with the loss and it being winter. Right. Kind of, you know, things kind of get not claustrophobic up here, but they, I don't know. It's like a downturn. So, yeah, sometimes it's a little bit heavy in the air just with the snow and it's beautiful and it's, I love it. But sometimes it is heavy. It's it's just heaviness in the air as well, and with all that stuff going on as well, it was it was a really bad winter. So I definitely understand that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know that was your least favorite. That was one of my least favorite songs. The lyrics are really good, but the music and the melodies and stuff. It was it. Was, I mean, coming from me who listens to a lot of repetitive stuff, so I I kind of a little hypocrite in saying it was a bit repetitive, but I just. It was it, it was mm-hmm. one of the if I had to pick a low point on it I just we'll get we'll get into that but yeah that was just a low <laughs> point for me um, right but but even low point songs are kind of good because when you kind of look at someone else's perspective because opinions change and you should always be willing to change your opinions on things after hearing you know different stuff and right. you know be just different perspectives different perspectives bring change and always. Stand by your opinions, but allow for growth from that and allow your opinions to move and grow and Mm -hmm. change as well. Absolutely. So, you know, you can... That's part of being grown up. Yeah. In these time of days, everybody's very opinionated. And that's what this podcast is about, is about being opinionated, but also being honest and allowing that opinion to change. And that's where, like, first hearing that song and then, you know, getting into the story with you... Um, my opinion on that song changes, so yeah, it's um, <laughs> maybe down the road it'll grow on me, you know. But there's right. a story to it now, so mm-hmm. it's with it, with a lot of stuff, it winds up being that way for me. Is once there's a story kind of attached to something, then it kind of winds up being a little bit of a piece of me as well. Right, right. Um, and I'm like, oh, his opinion, I hope will change a little bit <laughs> <laughs> after I tell him because, um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the other personal connection song I had, I hate tiling it that, but I didn't know what else to call it. Um, Would you consider like these like your favorite tracks or these are just more ones that kind of click emotionally for you? Because this is more like a a journey, I don't, it was hard to gauge like, oh, this is my favorite, this is my favorite. There's like glimpses and uh, parts that really I identify and connect with, but it wouldn't be like something I would sit and be like, oh man, I I just love jamming out to this song. I'm going to play it over and over and over again because I love this song or I love this melody line or this chorus. No, this is the album I go to when I need personal healing or lifting up or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, there was definitely some movements like on the way home today because we went up to Conway to do a little bit of shoppies and got some good food. <laughs> yeah. And we listened to it on the way home and we got to one song called On Another Ocean 
mm-hmm. it's split into two movements, January and June. Yeah. And the January portion, I really hate. Really yeah. kind of hate it. But, you but when feel the that, June like... part came in, it was listening to that with you and not like listening with headphones and just mm-hmm. kind of hanging out in the car and listening. Um, that section was really good. And it's just kind of like, I guess that's where it's kind of, in my eyes, just not a super strong album. Because I just, some of the movements I don't like completely. Right. But they might, in, in a sense, if I listen to it a little bit more, it might feel like it's needed. Almost like some dialogue in a movie where it might be, it doesn't seem like it fits or it's boring or mm-hmm. something like that. But it's something that's needed to kind of bring in the movie itself. In right. And in, in the direction. So, um, do you want to do favorite songs? Or um, you may, may or on your side, you just doing the emotional it's more of an emotional crack up is another song, which is the title track as well as the last song. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that surmises the whole feeling of the whole journey. It kind of like is a reflective piece where they have the line. Um, so the mind won't lie. And they have a bunch of other comparisons. I can tell you've cracked like a China plate. And that definitely, like, after you've gone through this journey of loss, uh, being away from your loved one, COVID, uh, (laughs) being alone, going through the winter, whatever, it's hard not to get a crack. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, too, I didn't play it from, I played it from front to back, but I didn't play it from front to back to front. It almost seemed like that last bit of the song was the same as the beginning just yeah. with horns and actually one thing i noticed is i actually have a song that i thought it kind of was going into that for a bit as mm-hmm. uh, bedside and um i did it with guitar but it was almost like the horns kind of fading in and out and it yeah. was like weird because i had never heard the song before but it was reminiscent of something that i had written right that kind of hit in a deeper spot and that was actually one of the songs that i actually liked a lot um coming into where it faded into the end and mm-hmm. with those horns coming in it was just really really emotional in the music right um, it's like the sun comes out and you're like you gone through this journey and now you're healing you're reflecting you're growing yeah and it did, definitely felt like the sun was coming up which was almost like a little bit of um like a yin and a yang to yeah um, my bedside song was in the sense that that was the darker side mm-hmm. of the sun going down in my eyes. Right. And then this almost sounded like the sun coming up, like a rebirth. Right. Right. Jesus is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, but no. But some episodes aren't going to be emotional. And that's There's what gonna music There's going to be some is. where we're like, Cynthia, we're going to listen to <laughs> Canada songs from Daughters, and we're going to not have an emotional conversation. <laughs> and you're going to be like, this was... 10 songs in 10 minutes, and I hated every single second, <laughs> except for the little cool bassy things. That sounds like uh, our dog walking into a chocolate factory. Right, Bean Bean? <laughs> I love those. <laughs> no, um, that's what music is, especially... I feel like there's two sides. There's, like, two... I'm sorry. There... There's multiple sides. <laughs> there's two big, two main sides to music, and that's the thoughtless music and the music that's emotional mm-hmm. um the thoughtless music you put on whether it be you know super overproduced mm-hmm. kind of one note pop music metal core 
um, all that stuff. Just not a lot of dynamics in it, but whether it's catchy and it just kind of mm-hmm. gets you through or the emotional, more thought-provoking music that allows you to kind of open up like a section of your brain or just allows you to sit and experience more of a full body experience out right. of the music. And that's what I like to try to build with music is not just a audio um, experience, but either trying to make it as if there's kind of some um, vibrations and stuff that mm-hmm. kind of get felt by the body and then with visuals and things with it. And that was with the album cover of this kind of really helped out too with yeah. it being that kind of like waves, waves crashing yeah and the layout was nice with the um just the cropping of it the mm-hmm. way they kind of said it set up with the um the white background oh yeah so i, I kind of like that you definitely have like those pic- those colors stuck in your head throughout and i don't know i do recommend listening to this album just closing your eyes and and just letting your mind wander and see what you can picture see what you can it was, it was a nice album to work with because I, I do property maintenance and cleanings and things like that. So I constantly have headphones on um, and I was cleaning for the this listen, which is nice because I can hear things because <laughs> when I'm doing lawn work and all that stuff, you're not um, I'm not really listening to a lot of ambient or like right easy listening folk music. Uh, it's kind of what can cut through. Normally, it's pop music because it's got a good driving bass. It works, you know. Right. There and was I, some. I'm a sucker for a... for good pop music, and um, I know with cleaning and listening to this, it really worked out because it kind of puts you in a headspace, and I wound up cleaning faster than I thought I was cleaning because I was just kind of in a zone. Yeah. Uh, especially the second listen, um, which actually was today, uh, just kind of blasting oh, yeah. through work and listening, and at that point, I knew sort of like little time frames of areas or parts of songs that i enjoyed so like when they came up i was i was like okay well i think it's coming up here so and i guess that's where i'll try to get into some of my top parts to songs um so opening track i really liked oh yeah Uh, it's a three movement yeah three movement um the first movement is i am all that i need followed by royal sakal Seco? I don't know. Something. (laughs) (laughs) And then followed by uh, Thumbprint Scar. And um, all three movements are really good. It starts the album off really strong um, Mm -hmm. with a lot of... it's. But basically, it starts off very mellow and then builds up into that second movement that really comes in. And I think there was a lot of uh, horns and strings. And it was very orchestrated. So all those three movements work together. Um, and then the second song, Cassius, I enjoyed because it kind of was more structured, mm-hmm. and it was it was just a good take to it. Um, and then I would say one of my favorite tracks would have uh, been "I Should See Memphis," and I really liked the beginning and then the end. The end was really good because I actually thought it was a separate track. Yeah, I, I get so confused I, every I time it like, comes on. I'm like, talking what the hell with is you this? about like I was like, I like that one instrumental track at the end of the second or the, at the the second to last song. I thought it was a whole instrumental track, but because of the movements, mm-hmm. got me confused. Yeah. So with re-listening to it today, um, it was actually the ending of that song. Yeah. Which was really cool. Um, it also kind of had that same feeling as the end of Crack Up, which I would put Crack mm-hmm. Up up there as uh, one of my 
favorite yeah. songs on the album. But um, it was a lot of the other songs are just kind of um, I feel like they're middle of the road. They're good, but on third listen, nothing really like pulled out yet. It was just kind of like it just felt like the the filler to the album to make it a cohesive unit. So it was okay. kind of still a lot of the reoccurring themes with the the strings and horns, right? But it wasn't like the first time you hear them in that first song when you hear all the the horns and strings. Um, you just kind of I don't know it. It seemed like it was just it was on cruise control for a little bit of the mm-hmm. album, um, and then it, you know it had some low spots and high spots here and there. Um, but for the for the most part, it was a it was a good listen. Yeah. I definitely agree that that middle part, because the lyrics are a little more heavy for me, that's what kind of carries it through. But it does have a feeling of redundancy because it sounds so similar to the the first you know couple songs, first yeah. couple tracks. And I never, um, I didn't really get a chance to really look at the lyrics. I was more or less listening and trying to decipher as I'm working and going through like that. So. With at least this album, first time listening to it, mm-hmm. second time listening to it, and third time listening to it. That's going to be kind of this, the, the sucky thing with doing this. Yeah. Is that we're really giving us a week in between all that we're doing to try to squeeze in right. three listens. And for me personally, is a lot of stuff I have to be in the mood for that genre. Right. And I really wasn't in a big folk mood this week. And I also, too, there's just, like, different genres of folk. You know, there's, like, the... Oh, definitely. The, your folk punk, your, like, crusty punk folk stuff. And, you know, then you're kind of... You're more indie folk. And then you just have regular folk music. Right. Um, hopefully one day there'll be folk industrial and I'll, I'll... Did you feel like it was a good fall album, though? Like yeah, it was a good fall album. Fall? Especially with up here with the leaves changing. And we were driving uh, through like the Smoky Mountains today, and I'm like, oh man, well, the this Smoky is the- Mountains of the White Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> they they looked smoky. They were very foggy today. Yes, foggy mountains. My bad. <clears throat> um. No, man, I I really like. I mean, I liked going through this with you. No, it was it was it was a good listen. I like i said i i've listened to songs from fleet foxes before and i mean the songs that i've heard were good um first hearing of them i really liked the harmonies the vocal harmonies yeah. but sometimes if that's all you're listening to and i feel like sometimes maybe on this album it's a little too much here and there never <laughs> never <laughs> um, but this is coming from the guy that listens to placebo and brian molko's voice uh, apparently just drills holes in cynthia's head yeah no so w- uh, one one day we're gonna do a placebo album oh and i'm gonna go rip that apart just kidding you're gonna enjoy your lovely angsty <laughs> 90s brian molko oh man you don't like that i feel like the no i do like it like i just really carry it through it's it just seems at times when you're kind of like okay like it's really cool it just i don't know like it's it's a little too much sometimes no, and they do break it up at least on this album they do with more than they with have more in the stuff past. and it does sound very decemberist when he's kind of singing alone um without the full like right choir of two or three other people behind him right um so, it, I mean, if you like the Decembrists and you haven't heard Fleet Foxes, which you probably have because you li- listen to the Decembrists. I mean, I'm, uh, Fleet Foxes, Decembrists, Fleet Foxes all the way. Mm. 
I, I'm not a huge Decemberist fan. I'm gonna lean more towards the Decemberists. Well, that's because, because you like pop music too. <laughs> so <laughs> I just feel like they're a little bit more diverse as far as their sound. You know, they they kind of they don't just tackle the folk. They do tackle more, um, whether it be like punk, like small little bits of punk, pop, okay, and indie. Just small little bits of punk. I don't know why I went. I went to say pop, but punk kind of came out. But they do have some little punky kind of feelings here and there. But um, yeah, no, their newer stuff's kind of a little more on the pop side. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I dig it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you have any kind of least favorite song? Do you have like a least favorite song? Um, some of the middle sections, movement? not really. Um, the ending of. One of your favorite songs, the Memphis one. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I think that that was technically one song, but it seemed to me that to got have so like weird. And I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> but I like that, and it's it's like another one of their songs off of the album before this, the the Shrine, the Argument, where this like horn comes in, these two horns, and it sounds like they're fighting, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" When I first heard it, I thought my car was like. <laughs> struggling but it wasn't um they have these like sections that come out of nowhere and then when you hear the transition you're like oh okay this makes more sense but um yeah i just wasn't a fan of that yeah and and down the road you know we might wind up getting into another fleet foxes album um i'd like to try to you know especially put some time in between everything yeah um, and get a lot of other stuff out of the way but maybe few months down the road go back to like another fleet foxes album yeah then when we do a placebo album i could do a second placebo album <laughs> no <laughs> no no it just gives oh. me a reason to, to do more of a discography and maybe i maybe we wind up doing a discography of some bands that um you know yeah. maybe not be like hey we're gonna do a discography on the beatles because that's no fun i disagree um, oh, funny side note. So, you know the R&B group I used to sing in, mm-hmm. Triple Threat, which is not the same and no Triple longer Trench. in existence anymore. Um, and we sang like a lot of Jackson 5 and like In Vogue and I don't know. It wasn't really my music, but whatever. They were like Cindy, because that's what they called me. Anybody, please do not call me that. I hate that name. Um, they were like, what what artist would you pick for us to sing? And it was like a three, three girl with a band. And I was like, we would do a Fleet Foxes song <laughs> and sing all the parts. And then they were like, that's some white people music. And that was where that stopped. <laughs> yeah. It's very white people music, but then it is kind of folky. And yeah, you know, I mean, really it's, it's, it's just music. Anybody can sing whatever they want. Like, right. Right, but honestly, it was, white it people was funny. are boring. <laughs> Y'all just listen to metalcore. <laughs> Not me. Stop listening to metalcore, white people. There's other music out there. <laughs> no, no offense, uh, all the white people that listen to this. <laughs> no, I was just talking which about is talking the majority. With Williamson last night about metalcore, mm-hmm. and I kind of expressed my hate for it, and then I kind of took a step back and was like, "Oh man, you know what I." I can't say I hate it completely because I do like really old school Poison the Well and like old Converge and that's technically metalcore that means nothing that. to you. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it will. It- <laughs> we'll get into some weird stuff. I don't know. I think maybe yeah, we, we might collective. do like a Poison the Well album down the road, um, but I wouldn't do more of their metalcore stuff. I'd, 
like do like you come before you because it has a little more of a uh, alternative feel in spots. And Cynthia is all right. Sometimes more judgmental to me. More judgmental if it's towards me. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny. <laughs> so I guess um, I mean least favorite songs for me. If you're not really gonna throw any out there, um. If you need to, keep time on me was one of my yeah. least favorites just because of the the melodies were just kind of I don't know, it didn't hit in the spot. Um, that first section, uh, the first movement of On Another Ocean, the January section, I didn't really like it. It sounded too like bland seventies to me, like late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, it was just kind of meh. Um, and then the transition into June, I was just like didn't. We disagree on this. We're, yeah, I we disagree on that. I think it was <laughs> too abrupt. It could have came in a little... I think they could have made it a little bit more... Better. We'll say that. Well, but I think you the whole section better. of June was good. Um, yeah, and everything else was kind of um, middle of the road as far as majority of the middle album. Um, uh, was it uh, America Steppa? America Steppa? was in the middle that one kind of stood out it had kind of like an arpeggio mm-hmm. guitar pick oh yeah um that kind of reminded me a bit of this the, the Decemberists. um so that was a good all one. right we've met our quota yeah. on, on because <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of times what i was thinking sometimes when i was hearing it and it was like well this song sounds like the decemberists your mom does <laughs> yeah she does <laughs> <laughs> So, we're going to get into ratings? Yes. Oh, I didn't even write down my ratings, but that's what it's whatever. Well, I'm going to I'm going to go with a 71 on this one. On your BPMs? On oh, my points. <laughs> we will fight about this every episode. Cuz I think it's funny how upset it's you stupid. get. <laughs> You're stupid. You're stupid. No, you are. Um I would give this a solid 80. You're going to go 80? Yeah. Okay. Because... You've also had a lot more time with it than I have. And like oh, I said, yeah. if, oh. if I got a lot more listens into it and really got the meat and potatoes of it, because really, I got like the good bit of the broth that you taste. You don't really get the... The full soup. The full soup. Mimi, are you giving the microphone kisses? That. <laughs> She's been sitting on my lap and my legs are numb. <laughs> That's because she is too fat. Oh, poor girl. No, we're all it's curvy okay. women. <laughs> you too, honey. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to give a sneak peek of the next album we're going to be? You want to uh, drop it? Next you let them album, wait? I think we're going to have Cynthia listen to Secret Samadhi from the band Live. Cool. Oh, then that's the name of the band. I thought you sent me a live album. So no, the band's good. name is Live. Okay. Well, that's some clarity. Or if you're a uh, younger person who's never heard of them, you probably call them Live. Or... Okay. I have two dogs on top of me, <laughs> and they're making my legs go numb. Okay, there we go. Yeah, but we can. Uh... Yeah, I'm looking forward to... Thank you for adding that clarity. Because I was like, I don't listen to a live album with all the people <laughs> clapping. Well, technically, you're listening to a live album. It's just not a live album. Yeah. But I think that's going to be the next... That's what we're going to listen to. Um, 
yeah no that one should be good uh throwing in some 90s alternative yeah yeah one of my absolute favorite records oh good. it's in the list of my absolute favorite records so tune in uh next, next week we're gonna try to release everything on mondays so um take a peek monday mornings and we should have a new episode up but hope you enjoyed last week's episode mm-hmm. we're gonna try to get a little bit more descriptive than what we did last week um and hopefully in time it will just keep getting better and better um or we will be getting dumber and dumber or we just get drunker and drunker i mean i'm all well, your can we get all three yeah. Better, better, dumber, dumber, and drunker, drunker. I'm not getting dumber. I'm only getting smarter. But I swear to God, if you make me listen to more than one placebo albums, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about a musical or a classical piece. <laughs> I'll just make you listen to the last song on every placebo album, and then that'll be my placebo album. That's a big middle finger to my feelings. Please don't do that. <laughs> But if you uh, if you want to give us some recommendations or want to uh, do a little interview with us, yeah, and you want to be the on album, the show. Uh, if you want to be on the show, um, mm-hmm. send us a message. Uh, send us uh, an email if you want. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll work up an email. I any music genre. Yet, yeah, any genre. We're open to everything. Um, Not an email. Do you like just? private direct message no, we'll eventually have an email and they can private message us i'm not t- checking that email but yeah no message us um get in touch and let's go over some stuff any genre all right friends well we will see you later and uh thanks for that band because i'll add it to the list <laughs> night 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 night